From Sora Schools, it's Sora Learning Lab, a show where we dive into the world of learning research and innovative pedagogy. Through interviews with education researchers, advocates, and innovators, we'll explore the ideas and trends behind the future of learning. In this episode, I sat down with Haley Moffett, one of our Sora students who joined us in September 2021. Before coming to Sora, Haley attended many different schools, from private to public to online. These school experiences left her feeling unmotivated, unintelligent, and lost. And as she'll tell you in this conversation, since finding Sora, she's found a new perspective on education, the world, and herself. In this episode, we get into how Sora's not only changed her feelings towards learning, but also what she's capable of. Hello, Haley. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. So... This is a special episode. Our audience has been looking forward to this one. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking to a real Sora student, real in the flesh. We've been talking a lot about Sora in these various episodes with experts and educators, but now we get to hear from the person that we do it all for. It's all about you at the end of the day, so I'm thrilled to hear. Um, If I understand correctly, you joined in September. You joined Sora this September, is that right? Yes. So let's, let's start from the beginning, when you and your family were first looking into Sora. So what made you want to start looking for a new school, and why did you land at Sora, or at least have your, your curiosity piqued by what Sora's website or your first admissions call um, had to offer? Um, so I first started looking at Sora because I'd done a year at public school, and I was really not enjoying it. Um, and one of the things that I was looking for in a future school was creative kind of freedom and like I guess I wanted a closer relationship or connection with the teachers in my life so when I saw like the videos on the Sora website I was like really interested in what a lot of the students were saying in regards to their projects their work but also the relationships that they had with the teachers totally makes sense so you've been here a few months now so what are your first impressions what are some things that surprised you in a positive way let's start there what are some things that surprised you in a positive way Mm, i like the i like the relationship between students and teachers i like that it's not as like formal as it would be in like a normal school I really liked that Katie like she was managing like 80 students I think in the beginning because Sora had so many new students and like I was so shocked I would send her like a DM like maybe one a day it was so embarrassing but I was just clueless so I'd send her like one DM a day and I honestly did not think she would get back to me because she was like you know minding so many students But every single day I would like check and literally like five minutes after I sent the DM, she would like have responded to it and I was just always shocked. That's amazing. So just the level of interaction or how personable our teachers were, especially from a public school background, sounds like that took you a little bit by surprise. Definitely. I I just really liked that. Like that was one of the things I think even now, one of my favorite things about Sora is like the relation or no. It's more so just how available the teachers are. Like, I just really enjoy that. Do you feel like you got to know any of your teachers in your past school, or is this a completely new experience for you? Um, well, there was, like, one teacher that I really felt like was, like, a second parent to me at school. And this was in, like, maybe sixth grade. But, like, since then, I don't think so. Like, and I really enjoy, like... I feel like teachers are some of like the first mentors in like a young adolescent's life and I really like, I don't know, I guess that's something that is very important to me is the the connection between student and teacher like sometimes I don't like when it's like you have to like the authority figure. I don't like how in some schools it's just too formal and you sort of lose that sort of mentor relationship because it just sort of feels like the whole time you're advertising this very polite sort of like Mm. 
individual that kind of agrees with everything they say because I guess that's one of the things I struggled with was disagreeing or giving critiques in regular school and fears that it would like make them not like me or like I was maybe being a little bit rude totally one thing we talk about a lot at Sora but also on this podcast is traditional schools are built around structures of compliance so what that means is what teachers and schools care more about than even learning, they claim in service of learning, but I'm skeptical, is how well the students are obeying with instructions. Really, no matter how you know, silly or might we say stupid, <laughs> they are, right? So it sounds like at Sora you have a much b- better understanding of who the teachers are as people and um, what they value in terms of what they're asking to do and why. Yes. That's awesome. I'm glad. <laughs> so you said one of your favorite things is the connections between, or the connection between you and faculty. How about the connection between you and other students? How do you feel like you've been able to um, make any friends? Was that easier or harder than traditional schools? Or just tell me a little bit about that connecting online piece, because I know that's a fear of many people looking at Sora and also new students. I, I the pod, the audience knows this, and they're probably annoyed by me talking about it so much, but I was a new kid, I think, seven times in school, a lot of times. So I know just how terrifying that is the first <laughs> week, the first month, honestly, or longer of school. Um, so how do you feel um, being a new student at Sora compared with your past experience being a new student at traditional school? Hmm. Um, that was definitely like a massive fear of mine was I've always like, I've gotten used to, I guess, like similar, similarly to you, and that I've like gone to many schools um, in my life and being a new kid, it just kind of got like, I guess, less daunting, like every single time I did it. But with Sora, this is sort of like the first solely digital school that I've gone to. So it was definitely, it kind of reintroduced that daunting feeling, but literally, I guess my first day, it like kind of went away because I was like in this house and a lot of the students were new, majority of the students were new. And like sort of immediately, I just kind of felt like a connection with everyone. Like, of course, you're not gonna have everyone be your best friend, But it was very nice that I felt I could be acquainted with everyone and it was just sort of like natural, like you just already kind of share some similar traits with everyone. Like this might be their first solely digital school as well, or they joined during the pandemic, which I think is like something a lot of us shared in common. So I already felt like I had like a lot of friends, I guess, like by my first week. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Do you think the fact most of the students you were interacting with in your first week were new, do you think that helped ease some of your tensions? Was that scary? Just like, oh, no one knows what's going on. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Or what was the vibe of that first week for you? Um, well, I think a lot of us were clueless and we were all just sort of, sort of like getting to know everything. And it was also really nice because it was like, I guess I didn't feel like behind. Like, I feel like sometimes as a new student, you're always like, striving to get ahead or reach like the level that all the students that have been going there previously are on but I just really liked that majority of us just kind of were we didn't know what was going on and we were all just like attending the same classes and trying to form our opinions and I guess it like really honestly that was one of my favorite things about my like sore experience was like it was just like a bunch of new kids it was like 80 new students And it was just funny how all of us were like, I don't know, little Nemo's. We were all just trying to find our way. (laughs) Just keep swimming. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. So you mentioned classes, or at Sora, we call them expeditions, but same thing, same old thing. So what is that expedition experience like for you so far? And how does it compare to your experience doing traditional classes at a traditional public school? One of the things I love about expeditions at Sora is that they're kind of like a combination of philosophy and STEM. It's not just solely one subject. It's not like labeled history. Like we're just gonna be learning history. It's like you kind of have like more, how do you say, free reign over what you learn. 
So like I kind of love that about Sora because I remember one of my first classes was like it was like a Carolyn class and it was those are the God. best. <laughs> yeah, they really are. That's one of the things I loved is Carolyn was one of those teachers where you just don't feel like uncomfortable or like you have to be mega like respectful. She was just like super sweet and she was like always asking us about like what we thought of the assignments and what she can do better in the future and I just love that about her. So um, instead of having that that like domineering personality in the classroom where it's do what I say, she was much more mm -hmm. like a a guide by your side helping you understand the the importance of the lessons and also just why she thinks what we're learning is of any value. Mm, yeah. Also, I have her for geometry, and it's so funny. I literally never thought I would, like, enjoy geometry or I would just be able to, like, bear it because I honestly hated it my whole life. But Carolyn, she, she makes it more tolerable, but she also kind of, like, she's just better at explaining things. Like, I go to her office hours, and I'm actually not afraid to say, Carolyn, I completely don't understand, like, help me. Like, I'm just not afraid to ask for help because, like, in the past, like, I don't know if you share this experience, but, like, you really don't get a subject. Maybe it's math or maybe it's, like, English. Like, I remember I couldn't do, like, sentence diagramming or something in English, and I, like, just said I really don't understand a single thing. And the teacher got, like, really angry at me, and I was like, oh, Nick, I'm never asking a question again. <laughs> right. And I, like, didn't. I just, like, if I didn't understand something, I was either going to ask my friends, Google it, or, like, I was just going to fail. I think that's and almost that was... universally true, though. Like, I have that experience all throughout college. It was, I, th I don't even remember if I had a bad experience to kick it off, but it was, I'm going to figure this out or die trying. I'm no mm. way am I ever <laughs> going to ask the teacher for help. And that's got to be true of most people in traditional schools because it's mm. only those, you know, handful of kids sitting in the front that ever ask questions, yeah. at least in my experience at my it's school. It's always the same, like, three or four um, that ask questions. And then the teachers will, like, occasionally offer, like, office hours, but then no one will go because it's, like, the whole time just kind of feels like you're getting scolded. Like I remember I went to my English office hours and the whole time I was like getting scolded for like not understanding anything. And I was like, <laughs> this is horrible. Like you ask like, for I help. I think this is a reflection of you more than me. Mm. <laughs> you're you, you're yeah. supposed to be helping me with this. <laughs> yeah. So at Sora, we have office hours. Have you been able to experiment with that or how's that compared to the experience you just alluded to in traditional school office hours? I feel like with Sora, it's just easier to ask for help. Like I'm always going to Carolyn, like Carolyn, am I on track with my getting stars for geometry? Um, Amberly, can you explain like how to make chemical equations? Like I don't understand or like, I even, I think I just went to Amber Lee's office hours one time because I was like thinking about possible majors. So I was like, you know what? Like no one's in Amber Lee's office hours, so I'm going to go in. And the whole time I was like asking her, I was like, do you need to be really good at chemistry to be like a cosmetic formulator and things like that? And she was like, um, it depends probably, but I'm sure you could do it. And it was just like, I don't think I would ever do that in real person or in-person school because all my other like attempts at like, like I only recently started considering going to college because Sora has changed my perspective on school, I guess, like in in-person or yeah, in-person school, I was really doubtful about going to college because I was like, you know what, I've done like a really long time of like this in-person school and it's just not working. And if it's true, like what they're saying, because they were always saying like, if you can't do this here, like this is going to be a lot harder in college. And so I was like, oh God, if it's like going to be harder in college, I'm not going like, I'm not doing another four, six years of this, like, mm -mm. um, but Sora's definitely like changed my opinions on schooling and I guess it's also like made me realize some of my skills and like my curiosity. I totally get that. Teachers, I remember this distinctly. They 
in traditional schools, they make you question if it is a you problem, right? Because mm-hmm. of the way schools are structured with this single pace of learning, either you keep up with the class or you don't. And mm-hmm. uh, not to mention just how poorly some teachers are communicators of science. <laughs> they really make you think, oh, I'm not cut out for this. School isn't made for me. When in reality, it's that the school simply wasn't designed for you. It's not designed to work with every type of person. Um, if you zone out even for a second, that single pace of learning and the fact, you know, there are no extra resources to learn after school or, um, you know, there's only one test you have to ace or, you're, or, you know, you don't have another chance. All those things are very incompatible with the way most people prefer to learn or the way most people even naturally learn. Right? Mm-hmm. So I hope you're feeling that at Sora where, okay, even if I don't nail this project presentation or whatever, there's always another chance for me to go back, prove my competency in chemistry or, you know, take another shot at it, whatever. Mm-hmm, definitely. So we talked about some of the positives of your first few months at Sora. What were some of the things that you felt were most challenging? Um, definitely, like, the fact that it's all online and it's all kind of, like, a lot of the social aspect is done through Discord. Like, that's how I've met a lot of people. The biggest thing I struggled with was like actually like sending DMs to people like, hi, I'm Haley, I'm a new student. Like, mm-hmm. do you wanna like hop on a call and like we can like talk to each other for like an hour? Like it was just like horrifying to like actually realize <laughs> I have to like talk to people. Like I have to like send messages to people to get to know people. Like it was just mm-hmm. horrifying. Like I was just so scared like my first week I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to socialize, but I ended up like socializing, but it was just horrifying. I totally get you. I remember each time I went to a new in-person school, there was the dreaded lunchtime, right? (laughs) It was like, "Uh uh-oh, who am I going to sit with? I have to talk to somebody or I'm going to, you know, go find a quiet place to eat by myself. But that was never a good strategy. (laughs) That -hmm. that is a depressing route to go down. So, um, yeah on being a new student then having to make that first step but so did you say you were an in-person or a new student in an in-person school too or did you grow up all in the same program um well I was moving around a lot so I had to get reintroduced to new schools quite a bit so do you think the social aspect of Sora came harder because it was a virtual program or was it just different I would say harder because typically in in person, I felt like I didn't have to maybe try as hard to meet people. Like, I don't know, I guess that was one of the things that I kind of struggled with at Sora is you have to put in the effort. It's not just going to like happen. Got to meet people in the middle. They're all online. Mm -hmm. You got to take that first step to reach out or go to a club. Have you experimented with any clubs at Sora yet? Um, Yes. So I was in horror club my first and second <laughs> cycle. And then I'm in film club, culinary club, and what else am I in? I think that's all. Film club. Oh, art club. Yeah, I'm in art club too. What's your experience been like in those? Um, It's been fun. Like, I like how everyone in art club is very passionate. Um, Yeah, they're quite a passionate group and I really like that like I feel like art you're either really good at it or you're just strong stick figures your whole life and I've kind of always been a stick figure drawer but I'm getting a lot better yeah I'm getting better because everyone like they share like little tutorials so sometimes I'll like watch the little tutorials and then I'll try doing it and it's really helpful I really like it because I feel like some people with art they're like they're at a different level and then it's like you feel intimidated but I guess that's also something I like about Sora is like I never really feel intimidated I'm just like if this is not as good as someone else like that's okay at least I put in effort my experience in horror club it it went well I really liked it I mean it kind of like became inactive but that's okay because the first like month of horror club it was very active and so everyone got to know each other And it was just fun because sometimes I feel like horror is one of those subjects where sometimes if you're like, I love watching horror movies, people are like, what's actually wrong with you? Like, (laughs) what's wrong? Yeah. yeah. Who hurt you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, 
I don't know, like, if you're like, I just watch horror movies alone by myself in the dark, and people are like, that's actually horrible. Steer clear of Haley is what they're thinking. Yeah! <laughs> the first month or so you said it was perhaps harder to get friends because it was a virtual environment. You have to take that step. You got to show up to this club. You got to DM people, and it's a little different than bumping into someone in the hallway, if you will. Um, how do you feel like your social experiences now? Is it? Are you surprised by how many friends mm. you have compared to what you thought? Do you have less than you thought? Just, just compare expectations versus reality. Hmm. I guess I have more than I thought because, like, my first cycle, I just was not really communicating with many people. Like, it just took a lot of confidence to write like little messages in the in the Discord chats. But as time went on, like, I was like, you know what, you like, you at least should write like something in the casual chat or something in general. So I did. And I was like, began joining more clubs. And I also began like reaching out to people. Like, I ended up getting in touch with this one kid. And then I actually ended up traveling all the way to the UK to like meet her. And it was like a lot of fun. And it was just really, like, yeah, I it was really crazy. crazy. Mm -hmm. I was like, never thought I would be one of those kids meeting <laughs> people you meet over the um, internet. But like, it's different because Tor is a school. But like, still, yeah. I never thought I would meet someone that like, was not living directly near me. Like, I didn't know I would be traveling to countries to see this kid that my parents haven't even met. Like, that was just crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to dive into that psychology for a second. What who encouraged you or what flip switched in your brain that made you go okay i'm gonna write a message in casual casual channel hope i don't die or oh, i'm gonna dm that person was it something that came from within and then everything got better after was it a you know a parent or a house leader encouraging you to do it well i guess one day i was just like wow i'm like really not gonna talk to people unless like i like make myself because i'm one of those people where literally like if a year goes by and I haven't talked to someone I'm like no I'll wait for them to get in touch with me like I was just like Haley put your pride aside like and do it yourself like like honestly what is the worst that can happen I think sometimes we get so like how do you say like so caught up in here like we're like oh my god they're gonna hate me no they're not they haven't met you like if they're judging you on your exterior then that's their problem like just get in touch with people like and if the conversation goes stagnant or you can't really connect like there's so many other Sora students and students in your club that maybe you can bond over one thing about I love that so how do you stay connected with these new friends you've made is it a lot of discord messages showing up to clubs you just see each other in expeditions that's enough you know, Snapchat, what, what's communication look like with you and your new Sora friends? I try and get their numbers as early as possible because I'm not the biggest fan of Discord. So I'm like, give me your number now so I can text you instead. And I'll FaceTime them or I'll text them. Um, and sometimes I'll just call on Discord. I'm like, you know what, let's just all go on Discord and we can like watch this new episode of Love is Blind and discuss it. That's what we do with Ashton every single like new episode we're like oh we need to watch the reunion together so get on to debrief yeah. <laughs> yeah we need to discuss when i was in school high school a million years ago at this point i remember no matter how many times i switched schools i guess some schools are better than others but going to school every day i absolutely dreaded <laughs> I, I did not want to go to school i didn't want to get to class it was all quite painful so um First, was that your experience in traditional school as well, or am I a bad egg? And then second, how does your experience compare to um, what it feels like at Sora, the vibe when, you know, it's time to get into an expedition or whatever? How do you feel comparatively? Well, I was a bit like you. Like, I would try anything to, like, try and be late to my classes or, like, I would always try and sit by my friends and I was like, okay, when she turns her back, we're going to just discuss we're gonna talk we're gonna like write on this note or we're well, gonna... you did notes too 
but you have phones. I'm, in my generation, we did notes, but. <laughs> I went to like this private school and they didn't really let us, um, they didn't let us have our phones during classes. So we would just like write in uh, notes okay. and then like throw it at each other. Or we would just like sit by each other and we would write notes and then like shove our book in front of the other person. Like it was just like ridiculous. <laughs> I felt like I was in second That's grade. It's like 80s stuff. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, in second grade when you're with your friends and you you literally do anything to talk to them. I remember I had like this whole little system with my with my little um, seat buddy. I was like, when I drop my pencil sharpenings, you're going to help me pick them up. <laughs> and it was like so a two talk. second talk. Like, what are you going to discuss in that two seconds you're picking up <laughs> pencil sharpenings? Early forms of rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were trying to avoid going to class sounds like me okay so I'm not a freak that's good mm -hmm. and um how's that compared to your five minutes before an expedition at Sora what's going through your mind um well I set like alarms for most of my classes so I'm not like missing them because usually I'll go on like FaceTime in between classes and so I'll like be texting my friends or I'll be on FaceTime and I'll like be downstairs maybe cooking like a snack or something and then my alarm goes off. Like I usually try and set it at least two minutes earlier because I do have a little habit of being late, but I've been getting really good at that. And I think I've been late. I mean, not late, early for all of my expeditions. So I try and wow, get there good on job. time. Yeah, <laughs> I try and get there on time. Awesome. So you're, you're finding yourself early compared to where you do anything to, to be late to your yeah. old school classes. How about just the general enjoyment level? What's the vibe? What's going through your head? right as you log in? Well, usually I'm excited or I'm a little nervous. It depends on how long I've been taking that class or if it's my first time taking that class with a teacher. Like I remember I was a little bit nervous for my Megan class because I haven't had her before, but I joined and I ended up really enjoying it. And I feel like it's done wonders for my confidence because she puts us in little breakout rooms. I'm always one of those people where I'm like, let someone else instigate the conversation and just stay quiet. But no, I've been talking more and I'm very like surprised by that. I'm like, this never would have happened in like in-person school. That's fascinating. Let's dive into that. Do you think that's purely a maturity thing? You're getting older. You're, I mean, cause that does, I guess some people never get to that point. Or do you think yeah. something about the unique format of Sora is bringing that out of you? Hmm. Um, definitely like maturity. So realizing that if I don't talk and these other people are maybe more introverted or a bit shy, then the conversation is just never going to get done. So I think it's one, just realizing that something needs to get done and that I should probably just unmute and say something. Um, and then also I think it is just like Sora has kind of helped me come out of my shell more, I would say. So we've, we've spoken a little bit about the expeditions and, you know, the small group Amberly did the breakout yeah. rooms, not to throw, I know it's like choosing between your favorite or your kids rather, which you're not yeah. supposed to do. Um, I know this yeah. can be hard, but do you have a favorite expedition or maybe even a favorite expert? I won't tell them. They may listen to this, but. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I would say I really am enjoying my ethical dilemmas in science class because it's like combining humanities and STEM. And I just feel like that relationship sometimes isn't talked about enough. Like, what are the issues with stem cells? What is this? And I feel like also the debates we're having, I think Keaton does a really good job of, how do you say, monitoring it or moderating it. It's one of the most respectful, I guess it's supposed to be structured like a debate, but it's really not. Like, I feel like a lot of people, like, even if you do have differing opinions, it's talked about extremely, like, respectfully. It's probably my first class where it's structured like a debate class, but it doesn't feel like it. Like, sometimes, I remember I went to, like, one debate thing in my in-person school and I like was like I'm never going again because the feelings are so hostile and then right after everyone's like talking about each other and it's like I'm not oh doing my that. yeah like not for me <laughs> sounds like your experience in traditional schools was similar to mine where much more uh, the emphasis in the classes was not finding truth together 
as it should be but it was instead this showmanship or you know this competitive debate whatever when in reality the whole point of classes is that we can learn together like what's the point of trying to one-up me yeah it was definitely i would the best word i would use to describe it is competitive because i think it just was also very damaging because you kind of start to realize that you're um whether you realize it or not you're engaging in that competitive behavior whether it's academically or maybe if you're not the best academically you're trying to get there socially and i think that's one of the things that i kind of realized at the beginning of the pandemic was like that competitive behavior really won't really get you places i mean it might get you like first student or first i don't know for something on the top of the list but it's not really going to be gratifying if you were doing it in unethical ways or talking about people in maybe harsh or mean ways. I think traditional school engenders this competitive or we might call it a zero-sum mentality, meaning we think there's only one spot at the top for Mm. someone to win, someone else has to lose, but that's true in schools, but that's not how the real world works, right? right? The real world isn't made up of lists and better and worse it is possible for us all to be rich and happy it's possible (laughs) you know we can you and i we can share ideas and we can share services and we can help each other both live better lives yeah i think that mentality kind of gets beat out of kids as they're growing up in this very competitive uh, you know grades and age-driven environment it's also you don't want to like be that one disappointment because like if you do like team building exercises, like even when it was supposed to be non-competitive, like if someone dropped the ball on one of the, it was like <laughs> literally for team building. And at the end of it, everyone was like screaming at each other. I felt like you you can't really be like an amateur at something. You can't really like just be learning something. You already have to know it. And I that's sort of why I never really developed hobbies, I feel like, or the ones I did develop, I just stuck with, even though I wasn't the most interested in them. You were almost acting as according to some script that you were trying to follow instead of actually uh, finding something you enjoyed or wanted to do with your life. Yeah. Yeah, what you thought other people wanted of you rather than what you wanted of yourself. Yeah. You made me think of something, which is there's this psychologist named Peter Gray, and he has this similar with Montessori and others, but he's an evolutionary biologist and um, and psychologist, and he goes through why these single-age classrooms are toxic in this way, because it's the mentality of, I'm going to be the best 16-year-old, right? When you're in your classes in traditional schools, I have to be the best 16-year-old and prove to everyone I'm the best 16-year-old, but in hopefully at least in Sora or these other multi-age environments you might be in an expedition with freshmen Mm. sophomores juniors and maybe even seniors all in the same expedition so there's like you said there's obvious varying levels of understanding and knowledge and even complexity and diagnosing or in um synthesizing this information and that's okay we're all in different parts of our journey and we're going to celebrate that instead of Mm -hmm. i'm going to be the best 16 year old right so let me follow up on the you said your interests seem to have evolved in your time at sora so could you tell me about um maybe through an expedition or just in conversations with your new sora friends how have your passion slash interests changed compared to your traditional school before one teacher that's really helped me develop my interests and hobbies is Julia Greer, my agriculture teacher. I've always liked gardening and I've always liked outdoor, like hiking, just like mm. going for long walks. And I like, I just like being outdoors. I would much rather spend the day outdoors than be like inside. Um, and Julia's sort of like helped me, I guess, think a little bit deeply about um, agriculture and its effects on like, it's so impactful to so many things like climate change, um, things like soil sequestration and things like soil deserts where people will literally plant the same plant over and over again and the soil would Mm. get like deplete of like all of its um, minerals and nutrients. And I think that's one of the things that you never really think that the like cucumber on your table is like 
very it takes a lot to grow that and the whole mm -hmm. like process of like how it gets there it's very interesting like just how wasteful we are and she's made me think so deeply about it it's something i'm <laughs> thinking about possibly going to college for like maybe do you ever some... think before in traditional schools you would want to read a book about cucumbers no <laughs> never um, <laughs> I was always like going for like lawyer, but then I was like, I don't think I'm smart enough for that. So I was like, maybe I'll just get something in psychology. But then I was looking for like, how long do you have to go to college for? And then I would be put off by that. And so I was sort of in like this, I guess a little pickle. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And Sora's definitely- <laughs> No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll reiterate again. You're definitely smart enough, but most importantly, hard enough working to make anything you want like being a lawyer possible but that's yeah. awesome that now cucumbers are interesting i guess yeah. the world around you has taken on this new life i think that's one of the most beautiful things about learning even just for learning sake because now when you look around at a cucumber it's not just a cucumber anymore yeah <laughs> complexity is there <laughs> yeah but she's helped me with my hobbies in that um this cycle i'm using a app called like Gardena and I'm going to make like a diagram of my yard and then next cycle I'm going to start planting some things in there and on one portion it's going to be sustainable practices or things that are going to I guess rejuvenate the soil I guess if that's the right word and then mm, yeah. on the other part it's just going to sort of be not using those techniques and using techniques that not deplete the soil because I don't want to ruin my garden, but maybe just aren't as sustainable. And then I'm going to compare. Okay, so we've spoken about expeditions a bit and we've spoken about um, the friendships, but we can't deny a very important part of school is testing or assessment, right? And especially in traditional school, it felt like I was constantly being tracked, ranked, and ordered. Like we were saying before, it was I the best 16-year-old. That's It felt like the most important question that existed when I was going through school. So reflect a bit on how assessment um, feels at Sora versus traditional school before. So in my traditional schooling, I was a horrible test taker. I had like test anxiety. And I, I think most of the tests I did were absolute flops. Um, my like average was like 60 to 70, low 70. It was horrible. Like I would actually try and like tell my parents like I forgot in our in my old school we would have to get our tests and quizzes signed by our parents and then turn them back in to make sure our parents had seen them and it was horrible like I just remember wanting to like cry every single time I got my my tests and quizzes back because like if my twin had done really well she was like dad look at my paper I got a 75 <laughs> 85 or yeah. 89 and then I was like oh I got like a 25 like I'm just gonna walk home you can leave me here like I felt so ashamed and I remember I was so embarrassed like at the end you know when everyone gets their little papers back and then there are always gonna be those kids who are like show me your paper I got a 98 it's so bad and then you're like that's so bad I got a <laughs> we hate those people <laughs> yeah like oh my god that's so bad you got a 98 I got a 25 don't be too embarrassed um but like, it was just, I remember like those honestly scarred me. Like I hate tests. I hate quizzes because I feel like I forget all the knowledge I learned. And I feel like at Sora, my projects, you know, with testing and quizzing, you're not just going to pull out a random test and be like, yeah, look at this. I made that. I did this and I got a 98 to like a random like house guest. But like <laughs> literally last week, we had some guests over and they were like, can you show us some of like what you do? Cause we were telling them about our schooling experience. And they were like, can you show us a bit of what you do? I literally pulled up like one of my projects for um, Carolyn's class. I think I did it on, right about an issue affecting our oceans. And I think I talked about coral bleaching and things like that, but it was tied into agriculture. Anyways, I showed my presentation to the house guests and I like just remember thinking like if I was in in-person school or regular school, like would I be able to do this? Like would I just pull out like a random piece of like testing and be like, yeah, I got like a 98 
be proud of me. Like, I like that I have things to kind of be passionate and proud of. Like, I'm still very proud of all of my projects I've done at Sora because I think I put the most amount of effort I ever have into those. Or at least I, I do my best. I feel like I'm not just writing to get it done because I remember an in-person when I was just trying to get all my deadlines and I was just like kind of, well, it's not good to admit this, but I would just like ask my friends for answers some of the time. I would just be like, Oh no, I'll admit it too. I, I did that too. Why 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 would I not do that? Right. When I was learning what was the point? <laughs> I'm going to do it I wrote so many papers on the way to school like mm-hmm. or in the class before and I had to do grammar books. How dumb is that? I'd do I had to fill out grammar. Of course I'm going to ask my friend for the answer. I don't care about right. the stupid grammar book. <laughs> no, I totally horrible. get that. Yeah. So do you think there's so many directions we can take that in? That was an amazing story. It makes me happy. But mm-hmm. do you think the reason you're more proud of that project was because it had a connection to an issue you cared about or a connection to the real world or it was um, obviously relevant instead mm-hmm. of just this abstract intellectual exercise that schools always present us with? I think it's because it had to do with such a wide variety of things. It was for my Coastal Solutions class. And I remember that whole class, it was very eye-opening to me because you come to realize how responsible the ocean is for so many things in our day-to-day lives. I think most of the CO2 is, I'll just say, put it in simple terms, but I'm pretty sure it's like taken care of by the ocean. Like the ocean is responsible for so much of our lives. And so I remember it was about how mammals are affected by rising sea levels and increasing temperatures. And I like mammals and I think climate change is important. So maybe that's why I was so connected to it. Yeah, I totally get that. I think that is a really powerful aspect of Sora, in my opinion, one of my favorite parts of it, because our brains and, you know, we can feel when things are relevant versus when we're just jumping through hoops right? If you're giving me an option, which of these problems about the world do you care about versus let's learn, would you like to learn chemistry, biology, or zoology? Perhaps all those things are a part of what you just described, but without the context of why it impacts people or can make my life, you know, happier, more rich, or that of others, I'm not going to care about it. Of course not. Tell me why this abstract math you're making me learn is going to be relevant in the future. Mm-hmm. So one thing unique about Sora I think, again, this is one of my favorite parts, but we try to be adaptable to this to the students' needs and interests. In fact, next week, this will date this episode a little bit, but next week we're doing a, a presentation with a few of your classmates on um, democracy and education at South by Southwest, so this big conference. We're going to talk about what does it mean for students' voices to actually inform how their school works. So mm-hmm. talk to me a bit. Have you experienced this yet? And if so, contrast it with what it felt like to be a student at public school. So every week for Sora, we have this thing called Roadmap Club. And it's it's something that I find really gratifying to join every Thursday because I feel like I'm making positive changes to the Sora community. I guess in public school, I guess also in my like regular schools, I would say like the chance to bring up a critique was always kind of daunting. And I like that at Sora, students kind of have more of a say or we can kind of maybe ask for improvements every, literally every week. Like it's invited. It's something that teachers and faculty literally encourage. So I like that about Sora. I like that we're able to make these changes. And it's like us, the students that are asking for things to improve our learning experience. And that's something I'm very grateful for. When I was in high school, I also went to, well, the second high school I went to was this private school. And every single year, the student council ran on the promise that we would get a new jacket added to mm-hmm. our uh, our uniform. Never happened, but <laughs> that was the level of 
of decision making we mm. didn't even have yeah. <laughs> that's an example of the sort of decision they didn't even trust us with yeah so what are some of the things that you or your classmates even in the first three months of Sora have identified as something you wanted improved and has either already taken place in Sora or you know is being actively worked upon um so I know Maria mentioned this in roadmap but it was the desire to have like whether or not our final projects will be based around t- group work or individualized like asynchronous work um and I think that change was made I think it's now shown when we're um registering for classes whether or not it's going to be a group project or an individual project and I think all of the changes that we've recommended for Sora Home are being included or being worked upon at least worked upon yeah because I had a meeting with like uh, Matthias and he was asking for my thoughts about Sora Home where it needs improvement and I was just like oh we're getting a new updates to Sora Home I'm very excited for that. I'll we are that. a sneak peek to yeah, the audience. I'm really excited um, <laughs> about it. So, is I'm that very... something you, even this conversation, do you think it's your school? I hope you feel val- values your opinion greatly. Is that something mm-hmm. that you feel a duty to talk about just because you're giving back, or is it something you really enjoy doing? Well, it's something I enjoy doing because I know that this is not something you should take for granted. I mean, it's something that I'm very grateful that I have like the opportunity to do because I know in regular school, like whenever I made like a suggestion, I just kind of felt a little stupid after I was like, you honestly shouldn't have like recommended that. Whereas with Sora, I kind of feel like one it's encouraged like our faculty and everyone is telling you like you should definitely like suggest that in roadmap and i just i really love that yeah like you said it feels like my opinion does matter that's wonderful to hear that's our goal that's our goal you all are the ones living it you and faculty are the ones living it and for the for the audience for the listeners this is one recording of a a conversation or or different types of conversations similar that I'm sure you've had many times since joining Sora, right? You alluded to Matthias, someone who actively works on our software and making Sora feel as smooth and um, as um, able to be understood as easily as possible. So how often do you think somebody asks you authentically for your opinion every week at Sora? I think twice because I always attend Roadmap Club and I'm all I send like DMs or I send DMs to like Alexa and stuff about like how we can improve our student ambassador program so I feel like I'm always like being asked my opinions about stuff or like they'll be like oh can you elaborate on that and then I will bring this up to Katie and then it's like okay I love it yeah I was just partly Yes, I, I love hearing your perspective, and I can't help but show off. I'm so proud of you, you all, how you're taking active engagement in your education and how we're crafting this school together. And I, just, I just like hearing it. It makes me happy. <laughs> so what are some of the things you're sharing with people like Matthias or Katie or Chris when they or Tara when they ask for um, your opinion? What are some of the things you think Sora needs to work on to be the perfect school for you? I recommended to Lexa just some things like I feel like for new students one of the things I kind of wished happened was like old students knew we were coming or no they knew where we were coming like because all the house leaders were notified but I guess like maybe an introduction to for all the new students so I know that change has already been made and that we know like their interests their preferred pronouns um, their name and then we send them like a welcome message to Sora and like a text which I literally love I think that's like so personalized and fun isn't it I like having one platform to do everything so I think I mentioned this to Matthias is maybe possibly having like a link to discord or like having some sort of like thing I can press on um no yeah having something I can press on Sora Home that will like take me to Discord and stuff because I feel like 
if we have all the links and stuff in Sora Home, it's just a lot easier. Totally, totally. It's a good one. Mm. How about expeditions? What's your dream expedition? <laughs> if we were designed one expedition for Haley, it's exactly what you want to yeah. learn right now based on your interests. What would it be? Okay. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> I want to have an expedition. like, And it's just like it's Haley's expedition. Other kids will be there, but oh. <laughs> you're the one who gets to decide what everyone's learning. Okay. <laughs> um okay i feel like a lot of people at sora have like animals so i would do like a course in animal keeping and like if i could have like one thing i would have like we get to raise an animal like okay there was like this one thing that i really wanted to do in person school it was like I was in this agriculture thing, but I ended up not being able to do it because of COVID. But like, I literally got an email too. And it was like, you get to raise like, um, a pig. And I love pigs. So I was really excited. But it turns out I couldn't raise it because of COVID. But um, it was they're just... afraid the pig would get COVID. <laughs> Walk me no. through the rationale of that one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm so upset about it. Like, I went to a farm and I got to see pigs, so I guess it's okay. I've, like, lived out my pig, like, dream. It would have been so nice if I got to raise my own pig and, like, go in every Wednesday and go take care of that pig. And it was like I was learning about how to run a farm and stuff like that. But instead, I've that opportunity, I saw it flash before my eyes and it just, like, went away. So sad. So if I could have an oh, experience, it would be like that. It would be... A course in like how to raise animals or like how to make the best farm in the world Ooh, that's mm. interesting we could do some yeah. interesting things with that what is yeah. the psychology of a pig what are their needs almost like maslow's hierarchy what, what do we have to make sure we have then what's the five-star resort of a pig mm. <laughs> pig five-star resort look like that that'd be fun yes. <laughs> um, mm. i know pigs have very similar biology to humans mm. i wonder how similar their psychology is too obviously I, I doubt they have as high order thinking as we do obviously but i wonder if their needs for like community if all that stuff and then how we that compares and contrasts that. with human five-star resorts <laughs> in animal farm there was like we were talking about this similarities between the pigs and humans because you know like how the pigs were so similar to the humans in the end we were like taking that as like an opportunity to discuss like what are the similarities? And apparently they use like pig flesh for medical students to practice sutures on, which is like crazy. I think we just had our first instance of a pig heart replacement for a human. Oh. So yeah, it's, pigs are, an, are amazing animals. They're saving oh, human lives and they're, they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I can't, when an opportunity to nerd out comes, I can't mm. help but take Thank you so. for listening yeah. to this episode of Soar's Learning Thanks Lab. Thanks so much for being Check on the other show episodes today, Haley. This is conversations so with experts yes. on learning, pedagogy, <laughs> I and I hope you get to come back and we can mm. do in one year, Haley, a year later into Sora, <laughs> we can see yeah. um, how your feelings have changed and how all of your ideas in Sora Home have been implemented and all that stuff. <laughs> yes, that would be so much fun. I'm so excited awesome. for all the new changes to come to Sora. Oh, me too. And we're so happy to have a bunch of smart students like you, smart, yeah. hardworking students <laughs> like you. Yeah. <laughs>